Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Teresa Dietrich. Teresa is a real estate broker at Nevada County Realty, chair of the Penn Valley MAC Municipal Advisory Council, board member and sponsorship chair of the Penn Valley Rodeo, serves as the representative of the National Association of Realtors at the Nevada County Economic Resource Council Board, was awarded the Community Service of the Year Award for 2021, and so much more. Teresa, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Oh, thank you, Lori. It's a pleasure well, to be here. Glad to have you here, and you're very involved in the community, but <laughs> I'd love to know, where did you start off? Did you start off in this community? No, actually, I was born in Santa Cruz County, and my parents were avid about community service and 4-H, and uh, my dad was in a, a stagehands union, so we walked picket lines all together. And uh, so from the time I was a toddler, I've been out in the community doing things. Well, I, obviously it paid off because you are still doing that. Did you grow up in town or did you have any farm animals or anything growing up? Grew up on a big commercial flower farm and we raised almost all of our own food. So consequently, we all helped butcher and cook and cut and wrap and do all those country things. And uh, my dad was actually quite, uh, I would say he was like the original MacGyver. So he could make anything work. And he had a, um, a very early on, he had a grant from UC Davis for systemic dye for dried flowers. And so we just grew up in this very organically creative household. Wow. And how many of you were in the household? Did you have any siblings? Yes, I'm, I'm the very precious belly button of the planet. <laughs> I have two elder brothers. They're seven and nine years older than me. Oh, so that must have been something growing up uh, in that kind of, that kind of uh, country lifestyle and then being that precious belly button of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the one that got to go to the tractor supply with my dad and go deliver the flowers to all the wholesalers. So I would get up really early and go in my pajamas with my dad to go do all the farm stuff. And my brothers got to stay home and, and shovel and work and move irrigation and things like that. But we actually all worked on the farm. I mean, I was cutting flowers as soon as I was able. Well, I was going to ask you what kind of in activities you were involved uh, in as a child. But I'm wondering if it were things like ballet or things like uh, milking. and. <laughs> well, yes, I used to milk 30 goats morning and night. But I actually was in gymnastics. And um, that actually kind of, besides 4-H, so we did gymnastics, which I was the kid that got the most of that sort of resource because I was the one that wanted to do those things. My brothers didn't play sports or anything, so that was me. But I did end up actually teaching gymnastics at the YMCA. That was my first off-the-farm job. So all that money they put into me paid off. Well, that is good. Are you in touch with any of the kids that you went to school with? Oh my gosh, I just went to my 40th high school reunion. Wow. And uh, there was three students beside myself that we all went to kindergarten together. It was so much fun. 
that's amazing because that that again is you know not in this community so you're staying in touch as you all went off and grew up and went and did different things well a lot of us were in 4-h together and things like that so we were in each other's weddings you know so yeah i still have a lot of friends that are into horses and into ag you know type things and stuff but doing the the high school reunion i of course I saw it on Facebook. Oh, we're thinking about having a reunion. I, of course, joined the committee. I'm, I mean, I'm just a glutton for punishment. But it was such a fun thing to do. And we had all these Zoom meetings and reconnecting more deeply because we had meetings for three months before the event. So it was really great. Oh, that does sound wonderful. Who were some of your role models while you were growing up? Gosh, um... I'd say my mom and dad were my biggest role models. My mom was like super smart, very politically engaged. Um, You know, you never realize how smart your mom is until you go out on your own and you're trying to figure out how to make that ground beef stretch for dinner. And then you realize, oh my gosh, my mom was brilliant. And my dad, of course, was a huge influence on me. He taught me how to weld. He taught me how to fix my cars. Um, you know, he just taught me to really think outside the box and be a problem solver. Wow. It it definitely sounds, I love the MacGyver uh, reference that you made earlier. What were some of your first jobs? So it sounds like working at the YMCA was one. So we all actually did work and my mom and dad paid us per bunch on the farm. So a bunch is like, it was 26 bachelor button flowers, right? And they had to be exactly the right length and they had to be tied with jute twine. And so we all got paid on the farm per bunch, right? So that was really my first job. And then I went to work at the YMCA after school. And in fact, I had a whole group of, um, you know, slightly disabled kids that I taught. And what was really fun that I was able to do was a program where we brought our gymnastics team girls in to help us when we went to the Special Olympics. And so these girls, you know, I mean, the thing is, children with Down syndrome and some other, you know, on the spectrum issues, they do not have, I always say they don't have the mean gene, but the girls from the team, they're very competitive and they very much have a mean gene. Well, this really gave them a whole different perspective on life. So I feel like even as a young person, I was kind of out there trying to bend people around and get a little more empathy. Oh, that's, that sounds lovely. And, and so what were some of those lessons that you learned from the early jobs? It sounds like the empathy was... How to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're out slogging around in the fields and the mud and um, all that, and then also having livestock we always had the rule that the animals were always taken care of and fed first. So you feed your animals first before you feed yourself. So we learned a lot of responsibility, record keeping, um, how to be responsible with money. And then when we were in 4-H, we had to, to grow animals and auction them. And the deal was always at least 50% of any paycheck you got had to go into savings. So we had to learn how to save. And I mean, I had a a checking account when I was 15. So we had to learn how to balance the checkbook and be very fiscally responsible. Well, you definitely sound like you have an excellent foundation for your future involvement in the community and, and success. What were some of those early passions? You mentioned horses. Did you have horses when you were young? 
Um, accidentally, we ended up with a horse and a pony, and um, it really wasn't my dad's idea, but a friend of our family's had to move her horse and pony someplace, and we had this big ranch, and so we ended up with them. So I would get off the school bus twice a week, and my dad would have the horse and pony saddled, and we would go for a ride together. So that was my first falling in love with, you know, with horses. Um, that was kind of a big thing, right? Oh, I imagine. The goats were amazing. I don't know if you've ever been around goats, but we had all these dairy goats, and I could beat every boy in my class arm wrestling because my forearms look like Popeye and I was four foot 11 and I was just wailing on all the football players. It was just great. Ruin, kind of ruined my dating life, but that's okay. <laughs> that comes later. Right. <laughs> but so, um, so I would just say that, you know, animals really teach you so much, but that's also where your, um, your recreation came in too, because you take all your 4-H animals to all the fairs and you get to go all these places with all these other kids and hang out and meet Merv Griffin and, you know, things like that. Well, that's a first. I haven't met somebody through Sages who has met Merv Griffin, so that's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so my, my friend Darlene, her grandmother was with us at the Monterey County Fair, and uh, Merv Griffin walked through the goat area, and she recognized him immediately because, of course, she had time to watch daytime television, so she recognized him immediately, and she called him over, and... He came over and he thought, oh, he's got a big fan here. And she looked at him and she was probably pushing 90 at the time. She looked him right in the face and she said, you look a lot better on TV. Oh, my. And that was our introduction to Merv Griffin. It was like we all just wanted to kind of crawl into a stall somewhere. But, you know, anyways, he said, well, that's because I have a makeup person. He was really nice about it. Nice fellow. Well, I'm sure he was looking at goats at the fair. <laughs> well, you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm talking to Teresa Dietrich. Teresa is a real estate broker at Nevada County Realty, chair of the Penn Valley MAC Municipal Advisory Council, board member and sponsorship chair of the Penn Valley Rodeo, and much more. So, Teresa, what about um, your human family and your animal family now? So I have three children, and my son is 40, my oldest daughter's 38, and my youngest daughter is going to be 22 on August 4th. And all three of my children graduated from Nevada Union High School. So I have to say I'm a big supporter of Nevada Union High School. They're all great kids. They're successful. I also have three absolutely adorable grandchildren, Sophia is 14, Daphne's 12, and Lucas is 7. So it's, it's fun. And then I have a husband who puts up with all my stuff and all the weird hours I work. And uh, he has to give my horses lunch for me because I'm really never home. I have three horses, 12 chickens, two cats, and a dog. Well, that sounds very like a very full family life that you live. <laughs> well, what drew you to Nevada County so many years ago when your kids were obviously very young? Yeah, so it's it's interesting when you're when you're having to relocate for work. Which, at the time, we relocated here as um, district managers for Purina Mills uh, Livestock Division, and we had from Highway 50 to Oregon and from Highway 5 to Winnemucca for a territory. And so um, I had an uncle living in Lake Wildwood, and so I kind of thought, well, that's kind of a good area. And I just geographically looked at the map and I said. 
Marysville. That's that's where we want to be. And what I quickly found is I didn't really connect very well to Marysville. And the, the realtor that we went out with didn't know anything about the schools. And I was a little disturbed about that. So I told my husband on the second day we were going to go out and look at property. I said, let's just go further up the hill and let's go check out Penn Valley where Uncle Bill lives. And my uncle actually was working at the time it was Air Hill Hardware. He was retired from AT&T as a corporate executive, but he worked at Air Hill for just fun. And so um, I, we pulled into the hardware store and I said, let's go. Let's see if he recognizes me. And I walk through the store, and here comes my uncle walking right at me. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And uh, I looked at him, and he looked at me. We made eye contact, and he went, oh, it's my favorite niece. you know. So then, of course, we had to stay and come back and have dinner and all these other things. So that was my introduction to Lake Wildwood. Of course, we have livestock, so Lake Wildwood wasn't where we were going to live. But so I decided to um, go to the library while we were out looking at the area. And I went to the main library in Grass Valley downtown, and they were having story time for kids. And I told my husband, I said, you know, any town that has this great of a library and a whole kids section and story time for kids, this is a real opportunity. This is where we're going to live. So the library in Grass Valley is what sold me on Nevada County. Oh, that's a lovely story. And I hope some of our librarians are hearing this. That's, that is great. We do have an incredible library here. Well, you ended up in the real estate business. So what drew you into the real estate business? I couldn't find a realtor to help me who understood what I needed, which was my kid's dirt bike. I ride horses. The property had to be safe for my horses and my goats and my livestock and it, it just it needed to be the right property. So they kept showing us places that had barns and fencing that were completely not suitable for my horses. Because remember that my horses are not really horses. They're fur people. So um, you I know, totally had, understand that. had to be the right setting. And so um, I ended up deciding, well, somebody needs to be there for people like us. And so I decided to get my real estate license and start serving people like myself. So that's how I did it. And you specialize in ranches. Well, you know, it's funny. What I specialize in is really people that need me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to say it is you hear what your, your clients want and that's what you give them. We, I do sell a lot of ranch properties because that's kind of my bend. And I love hiking property. I sell a lot of land because I like having an adventure. So I always drive a four-wheel drive. I go crazy places. It's a wonderful day, you know, and I'm willing to go out and hike thousands of acres in a day. It doesn't bother me at I all. I have to say, I did see you on Facebook one day uh, surveying property with your uh, chainsaw because yes. there had been a storm or something and to get to it you had to clear the property yourself yes I had to go home and get my big truck and my chainsaw and cut up the tree so that I could get through the road to get to the property to even put the signs up well that's yeah. service <laughs> well we did get the wood <laughs> well I look at the list of committees uh, and the boards that you sit on in real estate And I wonder how you could possibly have time for anything else. So what are some of the committees that you're involved in that support your industry? Because to tell you honestly, I never realized that um, there was that capacity for real estate agents to serve so much beyond their clients. 
So when I became the president-elect of the Nevada County Association of Realtors, I got to go um, that fall to my very first uh, California Association of Realtors meetings. So we have three meetings a year where everybody comes together that is going to be a CAR director. And I very quickly got on fire. You know, this is my political roots, right? I got on fire for the idea that you could actually make policy that helps homeowners and and just the general public. So that's a lot of what goes on at the California Association of Realtors. So I'm currently chair of Land Use and Environmental Committee, and that is one of the really big policy committees. So we deal with a lot of legislation. So like right now, I'm dealing with a lot of wildfire issues. And I'm on the Wildfire Insurance Working Group. And so what we've been doing is meeting with United Policyholders, the insurance executives, the insurance commissioner, and trying to find some solutions for um, insurance needs for the public. Really, that's the kind of stuff that I'm really on fire for, is making a difference, serving the community, serving you know as many people as I possibly can. And so... I joking, my mom always jokingly said I'm a closet social worker, so now I'm just working it out in a different direction. Well, it, right? does, it does seem like you have fingers in all sorts of areas. Um, I want to also just touch briefly on this MAC, that you're the chairperson. So what is a MAC? So the Municipal Advisory Committee was formed by Hank Weston in Penn Valley, and it was the first one in this area. So our supervisor in District 4. Right. Our previous supervisor. Right. So now Supervisor Hook actually appointed me to be on the MAC, and then I work my way up, and now I'm the chair. So what we have is we usually have a monthly meeting, and we hear all of the um, planning issues and things like that before it actually goes to the Planning Commission for Nevada County. And in that way, we make a recommendation to the supervisor of, of what we feel should be looked at, um, what the, our concerns are, things like that. Like there was recently a map that was com- going to come through and then it got pulled. But my biggest concern was the fire safety for that subdivision. So how, wh- where's the exit? What's going to happen if you have that many more people on a, on a narrow dirt and gravel road? How, how are we going to get them out if there's a fire? And I'm always li- thinking, and how are we going to get all those horses out of there in the horse trailers? Because I do actually go out and evacuate people when we have a fire here, too. Yeah, and that is something to consider is, is being able to access these roads in an emergency. So that's a completely voluntary uh, council that you sit on yes committee that you sit on. yes and I'm, I'm also on the sewage tag sounds kind of gross but yeah we look at the septic systems and the new designs and what the rules that that are in play are and what should change um so we we were right just recently looking at what changes should occur to the policy in nevada county when there's a fire the house is destroyed how long is that system viable for well, you are listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking to Teresa Dietrich, board member and sponsorship chair of the Penn Valley Rodeo, and much more. So we do have to move on to ra- the rodeo uh, Yes, work. And so that is a, a huge volunteer 
uh, aspect that you, of our community that you're involved in. So what can you tell us about the Penn Valley Rodeo? So the Penn Valley Rodeo supports a whole bunch of other nonprofits. So it is a 501c3, but for instance, uh, Care Crisis Nursery sells Dr. Sarah's pies at the rodeo. Um, the, the 4-H horse groups sells root beer floats. Uh, the Knights of Columbus ran the cookhouse. The NU football boosters, they do hot dogs and hamburgers. And so the whole goal is to support um, Western heritage, but it's also to support all the other organizations in our community. And we also do a, a scholarship for the Penn Valley Fire Department for their EMT program where they're sponsoring one of their firefighters to go through and become an EMT. And so we sponsor that uh, scholarship. And then we also do scholarships for high school students that have an ag bend to them. So um, I know you guys want to know what mutton busting is, so I'll just jump right into that. Yes, please do. I'm in, I'm in charge of that. So um, you get a bunch of kids that are uh, roughly 50 pounds or under, and they're like ages four to seven. And they put on a helmet and a bunch of Western gear, and they ride wild sheep. And the winner is the person that rides for the longest, but we also have a best dressed competition. So the kids all have to come out and get in a big line and then we call them out one at a time. And so part of what I try to do is I, I try to liven them up and let them show their spark and their personality. So I had all these people after the rodeo come over to me and go, wow, I saw you out there dancing in the arena with all those little kids. And it's like, yeah, because I'm trying to get them to be lively and show their personality and sparkle. So, so do they sign up the day of the rodeo or is this something they look forward to all year long? They look forward to it all year long. And, and we only have usually 20 rides per night and we put it online. And so um, we put it on the website. The sign up is there and then it goes through rodeoticket.com. And we were sold out in three minutes flat this year for both nights. Oh, my. And then I also have a backup list in case any kids can't make it. So it sells out really quickly, and it's very popular. And there's a whole bunch of little kids that go to every rodeo. There's like They're like a little circuit of little kids that are dressed up to the nines, and they have their little woolly chaps on, and they're just flipping adorable. You just can't even imagine how cute these kids are. But we also have a calf scramble for pretty much all the kids to do, um, and they have to grab the ribbon off of, off of the calf's tail, and we've turned loose a whole bunch of wild calves, and whoever gets the ribbon wins the prize for that. So it's, it's a really fun thing to have a rodeo. And this year we actually had beer mass, bull mastiff do the beer and the seltzer and stuff. So we had everything local, local. It was so great. And so is this the first year you got to have it for a few years or did? Yes. You, yeah. So and this was the wonderful. 63rd Penn Valley Rodeo and we actually sold out. Wow. And on Saturday we had the parade. We always have a big parade and um, wouldn't you know it, the power went out. So um, we very quickly called Robinson Enterprises, and Robinson Enterprises brought us enough of those huge generators to power the rodeo so we didn't have to refund all those tickets. You know, their names come up so often when something ne is needed in this community, so that is great to give them a shout-out here. So that, that's fantastic. Well, how long have you been involved in the rodeo? Oh, no, I can't think of how many years it's been. Were, you, um, were your kids mutton busters? Yes, Caitlin was. Um, 
my 22-year-old was. Yeah, she's won a number of buckles doing that. We were involved with um, Nevada County Horsemen's first when we first got here because we were selling horse feed to everybody. So we, of course, were really involved with anything that was ag-related, and, and I moved here with horses. So that was a great way to meet other horse people. And I also do belong to Gold Country Trails Council, and that's an amazing thing all by itself because not very many communities have a trail network that we have with color-coded maps and guided trail rides and things like that. So that does draw a lot of people to our area, too. Well, that is, that's amazing. And, and I know of, um, I'm, sh I'm sure there's an endless amount of things that you do uh, to improve <laughs> our community, but you're also part of the uh, Nevada County Economic Resource Council. So what is, what is it that you do with, uh, with the so ERC? I represent the Association of Realtors. And um, so as the representative, I bring in a report every month. You, you probably get them. I talk about all the statistical data. It helps businesses locally to see what's going on economically, to know the prices houses are selling for, what's the current interest rate, um, you know, all those things. So that's really important. And also our association can get placeholder grants and things like that that really help the um, Economic Resource Council. And I am actually working now on, um, I'm on the committee, Kathy Henman from our association and myself both are on the committee that's working on the next economic summit, which is going to be happening in October. Well, it seems like you'd have absolutely zero time for anything else, but are you do you have any other hobbies or passions well everybody sees my husband and i out swing dancing because that's that's our couple's hobby is we do a lot of east coast swing dancing and so i know i, I run into people all the time and they're like oh i've seen you out dancing you know because if there's live music we're dancing that's great. A lot of spinning going on in our house. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So you don't even need to go out to dance. <laughs> no, well, we, he likes live music an awful lot. So we're, in fact, we're going to Count Basie on Sunday. Oh, that sounds fabulous. So we, we go any place there's great music to dance to. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And um, so what about, and I guess you do some trail riding when you get a chance. <laughs> Yes, so my granddaughters are going to be coming to stay and take horseback riding lessons. And it's a good thing because I haven't really had much time to ride. So I've got to get my fanny in the saddle and get those horses tuned up a little bit before I put my grandkids on them. Oh, that, that, so. that sounds wonderful. Well, I know you're involved in so many aspects of our community, Teresa. Uh, if, if you could wave a magic wand and improve something or get rid of a problem in our community... What, what is it that you would address? If I could actually be, you know, rub the genie bottle, yeah. I would get rid of all mental health issues because that's really where I see homelessness stemming from and many of the, the issues that we're really dealing with in our community. And when you, you know, you work a shift at Hospitality House and you go and help with these different things and even you meet these families that are getting houses through Habitat for Humanity, they have all been touched by mental health issues. And so in my mind, that's really a big root cause. So that's that would be my genie in the bottle wish. And that, that is a, a wonderful wish. And, and you mentioned the um, both the hospitality house, but also Habitat for Humanity. And that's also something that you're involved in through um, uh, your local real 
Nevada County Realtors, is that true? Yeah, so the Nevada County Association of Realtors, we do um, sponsor, like we'll be sponsoring the Empty Bowl for Hospitality House. We go out and do a build at, at Habitat for Humanity usually every year, but, you know, COVID has kind of gotten in the way of life. So we're looking forward to going to the ribbon cutting tomorrow for another homeowner on Joyce Drive. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for all that you do for our community and for being here tonight. Uh, My guest has been Teresa Dietrich, board member and sponsorship chair of the Penn Valley Rodeo uh, and so much more. Uh, The purpose of our program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of our community. Discover how you can make a difference by tuning in on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m., Next week, your host will be Brian Buckley, interviewing Steve Roddy, FireWise Council volunteer. I want to thank Kimberly Ewing for being our engineer and podcaster for this show tonight. You've been listening to The Sages Among Us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything that you do to make our community great.